0: Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have uh, tuned in today. i uh, be opening up to 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 12. Uh, I had intended to finish out this chapter yesterday, but it didn't quite work out. Uh, so we'll pick up here and finish off this chapter today. Uh, what he has been discussing, of course, is the uh, the joy that he felt over their repentance as he wrote that letter to them the first letter to Corinth as we have already studied that rebuke for many different things that they were doing that they should not have been doing and as we looked at yesterday uh, especially there in verses 8 through 11 he wrote that letter to them and and it grieved them but it caused them to repent and as we ended yesterday verse 11 he was talking about the, like the results of that, that repentance and the results of that grief. He says, for, for see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. At every point you have proved yourselves innocent in the matter. verse 12 continuing there he says so although I wrote to you it was not for the sake of the one who did the wrong nor for the sake of the one who suffered the wrong now that might sound kind of odd he says I I wrote to you it was not for the sake of the one who did the wrong well I thought he wrote the book to correct them isn't that what he was just talking about in verses 8 and 9 well yes he did write the book to correct them but that wasn't his only purpose and he says at the end of the verse and, and I I don't really like the way that the ESV uh, translates this uh, he says I, I did not write for the sake of the one who did the wrong nor for the sake of the one who suffered the wrong but in order that your earnestness for us might be revealed to you in the sight of God Uh, The New King James translates that but in order that our care for you in the sight of God might appear to you. And I think that's more so the idea of what Paul is saying. He says, I didn't write to you simply to correct you simply for the sake of uh, the one who did the wrong or the one who suffered the wrong. It It wasn't just that but it was to show you how much I loved you. And still, even then, how much he loved them. And really, when it comes down to it, that should be the motivation for any type of correction, for any type of rebuke that perhaps we give. It is not just simply to correct a wrong, not simply, unfortunately, as, as we sometimes do, not simply just to win an argument, but because we love that person, just as Paul, with that great sorrow and affliction, with those tears he wrote to them. It wasn't because he was necessarily angry at them. It wasn't because he was just trying to, to shame them and, and to just really drive them down into the dirt. He did it because he loved them. Just as God, as he's, as is recorded, I believe it's in Hebrews uh, chapter twelve, He rebukes those that He loves. And though it's not comfortable, it's not easy, it's not enjoyable, it reaps this benefit that we are seeing here in Second Corinthians seven. And again, I, I think about that for you and I. There, there might be times where we have to rebuke those around us, perhaps rebuke our brothers and sisters and it doesn't need to be done with the mindset and with the attitude of winning an argument it needs to be done with that attitude of, of having that love for them and caring for them and wanting what is best for them and that's what Paul is saying here it wasn't just simply to correct what was wrong it was to show them that he loved them and in verse 13 he says therefore we are comforted And besides our own comfort, we rejoice still more at the joy of Titus because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. So kind of going back to what we talked about yesterday, Paul was comforted with the coming of Titus and the fellowship that he had uh, with Titus. He was comforted because, uh, as what he is describing here, because of the joy of Titus. He rejoiced because of the joy that Titus had because of the Corinthians as he says because his spirit has been refreshed by you all Titus had gone and they had encouraged him they had uplifted him and of course I'm sure a great deal of that was because they had received Paul's letter and that correction and they had repented and that gave Titus that joy and that gave Paul that joy as well he says in verse 14 for whatever boast I made to him about you it was not to put uh, I was not put to shame. Uh, we don't know exactly, you know, specifically what Paul said about those in, in Corinth, but obviously he may he spoke highly of them in, in some way. And he says, you, you, I was not put to shame. You didn't prove me wrong when Titus came and was with you. But just as everything we said to you was true, so also our boasting before Titus has proved true. And his affection for you is even greater as he remembers the obedience of you all how you received him with fear and trembling so again that reception that they had uh, for Titus and how they repented when Titus came and Titus was working with them as he says they received him with fear and trembling that respect that they had for Titus and that correction that of course Paul had, had given them and in verse 16 he says I rejoice because I have complete confidence in you confidence in their salvation confidence in maybe their love for him their love for Titus and ultimately their love for God and their willingness to do what was necessary in order to be accepted by God uh, but that's that's what he has there again that was really just the the end of what we were looking at yesterday just ran out of time didn't have the chance to look at it yesterday but there in verses the majority of of chapter seven except for verse one which in my opinion doesn't really need to be in chapter seven all of this chapter is talking about that joy that paul felt because the corinthians had received titus had received his first letter and had repented and corrected the things that needed to be corrected. And that gave Paul that joy and that comfort and that confidence in them. Uh, But we'll stop right here and we'll pick up in in, uh, chapter 8 tomorrow because he's going to go on and encourage them in relation to a collection that they were taking throughout the churches in Macedonia that he wrote about in 1 Corinthians 16. And so he's going to, to start discussing that again here at the beginning of chapter 8. But I thank you for your time and for your attention here today. And, and as always, if you have questions, want to study the Bible more, feel free to just get in touch with us, and we would love to sit down and, and study the Word of God with you. But thank you for your attention, and come back uh, on Monday, and we'll pick up in Second Corinthians chapter 8.